Five on five in five. It is Wednesday, December the 6th. Thanks for joining us. If I could get my phone to unlock, that would really help the uh, podcast process. Yeah, move the microphone along. doesn't help with Face ID, does no, it? No, it, you cannot use Face I'm ID. I'm honestly shocked because I feel like Face ID, I have some rough moments in life, and I really appreciate when Face ID comes through and still knows who I am. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I'm not going to say anything. It's going to laugh. You're smart. You, you made me laugh man. and smile. <laughs> smile and wave, boys. <laughs> All right. So another chilly start here on a Wednesday, but we get the sun coming back very soon, according to Randy Kelly. I need the sun to come back. <laughs> As you can probably tell, speaking of rough moments, I'm just like, my eyes are starting to cross because I just really want the sunshine to come back. Okay. Tomorrow, though, uh, and we might even get peaks of it today, but peaks is probably the most we can look forward to. High of 42, rain chances still kind of hanging around, that gloom also hanging around. Overnight, 30s, again, the chances for sun to return, as well as much more mild temperatures, 50s, which would be great, which will be wonderful also heading into the weekend, except for the fact that then we get rain so enjoy thursday friday the chance for time to get outside see the sun enjoy the mild temperatures we get the mild temperatures again on saturday it comes with the chance of rain not a full washout of a day but something to be mindful of bringing your weather gear with you if you're heading out i'm going to the rain dog parade wet dogs not the best we're still gonna have a good time they'll be so cute it's in the name rain dog that is fair smell different though. way to connect that fletcher i I went way over my head at first Uh, But Sunday, the turnover from rain to snow is all possible. That's a timing situation that we're going to let the professionals do, and then we'll get back to you because I am just floating it out there, but I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen on Sunday because I don't know. So I'll let the meteorologist figure that out, and we'll report back tomorrow. Nobody in this room on this podcast is a degreed meteorologist. Hashtag not a meteorologist. But we know a couple. My three credit hours don't necessarily count. No, no, but hey, kudos to you for going to class. And I was like, (laughs) we're out. This is hard. All right, let's get to our headlines here on this Wednesday, five on five in five. Fletcher, number one. Yes, number one, a story we're continuing to follow as we are now within hours of issue two taking to effect across Ohio. We're seeing more local jurisdictions voting to change how recreational marijuana will be implemented within their limits. Yes, so back in November, about 57, 58% of Ohioans voted in favor of issue two, but now Elected leaders are coming back trying to put some rules in place. Not unexpected that things might change before things actually get started, but right now, on the very, very local level, Westchester's Board of West Trustees voted to pause recreational marijuana dispensaries from opening within township limits for about a year, and then they'll reassess once that comes around. Um, but Hamilton, they are having a discussion tonight about their own ordinances. Madeira plans to have one as well. So it's one of those things where local officials, I think they're just, they don't want to go in all at once like let's take a step back which i can understand that right too. that part makes sense um the trying to change the entire law with certain words here and there i think is where they're going to see a lot of pushback exactly especially at the in columbus there's a lot of things happening up there a lot of hearings being held at the state legislature to uh change the amount of THC in some of these products to increase the sales tax, to uh, b- eliminate the home 
grown portion of that and limit how much somebody can have. So uh, if that passes, uh, we are recording this at 8.12 in the morning. So I'm trying to do math on the fly. It's about 16 hours until issue two goes into effect. They need to get something done today, and then we'll see what happens. And I believe if any of that is to change, it has to be passed before it goes into effect. And then if lawmakers across the state want to change the state rule, it would get a lot more complicated from that point. Just, bottom line, you're not going to be able to buy recreational marijuana tomorrow. Full stop. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty, a next summer, spring type conversation. Pretty much everywhere, yes. Yeah. Uh, Westchester's uh, board, some trustees were very clear in saying, you know, this vote doesn't take away your right to consume or purchase elsewhere. You just won't be able to go into a dispensary in Westchester's limits um, and purchase, which is probably refrain we'll hear more uh, more and more once uh, more and more of these get voted on and certainly some will pass um, but again uh, issue and some votes that we will continue to keep an eye on and update you on as they are held let's move on to our second story uh, Cincinnati Mayor Aftab Pirval saying a major conference is staying in town a big win for the city huge win for the city and a great event to have here uh, Black Tech Week is what we are talking about specifically so it has been held in Cincinnati each of the last two years and it's here to stay a lot of the basis of it and the organizers have very strong Cincinnati ties so not shocking Um, the event attracts thousands of young black professionals entrepreneurs investors and more from across the country we've had Serena Williams as a keynote speaker Issa Rae as a keynote speaker the mayor says keeping the event a massive win for the city Uh, it calls the conference a cultural cornerstone the 2024 conference is July 15th through the 19th speakers different Events haven't been announced yet, but uh, again, another big win for the city. Anytime you can bring um, those very brilliant minds to one place, and that one place being our city is a win for us, especially because you get to show off the city and also potential opportunities for our city down the road with these companies. Our third story this morning, uh, some community impact for you on this Wednesday. Of course, we've been talking about it over the last couple weeks. The BLWT is collecting coats to help local families in need this holiday season. And tonight, our team will be distributing some of those coats. Yes, we've teamed up with St. Vincent de Paul. We've done it in the past, and it's another opportunity to not only collect, but also to distribute. We hope to get 4,000 coats out to the community. Uh, Coats will be distributed at the Clifford Family YMCA in Colerain Township. Meteorologist Adam Bernison Bernison will be uh, doing some live reports during the shows, but also helping get coats out there. Uh, I think Jeter McGee is going to be out there. Uh, Daniel Dindek will be out there. So a a lot of our uh, our, uh, WLWT family will be helping out with this. So if you need one, they start getting handed out at 4 p.m. For more information on how to host your own coat drive or where we'll be uh, holding our next distribution is go to WLWT.com. Moving right along, our fourth story this morning, uh, we talked about Cincinnati being well represented in the tech entrepreneurial space with uh, being able to keep Black Tech Week. Well, Cincinnati being represented well on an, in another realm on a very becoming very popular Netflix game show. Talking about squid games, and sorry, I had to pause for a second because the squid emoji. That's, that's a, is it a squid? Yeah, is it, it an squid. octopus or No, a it's a squid. You can tell by its head. I don't like it. I'm just going to say that much. Well, we have you on record for that. Yeah, I'm not a squid emoji fan. However, squid games, you know, also 
This version of it, I can get on board with. Because you come home in the end. series stressed me out. I didn't even watch it. The idea about it, I was like, no, this is awful. But this game, people are loving this show. And it is really cool to have some Cincinnati ties. I'm going to let Steven talk more about this because he had a chance to speak with these folks. Yeah, I talked with uh, Brian Rosenthal uh, yesterday, I believe. He's from Mason. He was one of the 456 to compete for $4.56 million. So he applied. He had to fly out to London for three weeks. He was uh, sequestered in a hotel for three or four days where he couldn't talk to anybody couldn't call home couldn't even speak to other contestants walking in the hallway you know, to put you in the right mindset they for really a, did for a grueling uh, reality reality competition and he told me that some people even were disqualified at the hotel for talking to other contestants they were very serious about this they had standbys that would step in and be like oh this person went home so you are now player 207 because 207 got kicked out and uh, we talked about kind of the moments that he um stepped onto the floor for red light, green, green light, and you're in this big warehouse aircraft, old aircraft hangar. There's lights everywhere. You see the doll at the other end. You see the head spin, and it's just go. And everybody's competing and playing. So the next four, five episodes were up. The next four dropped today, and there's still one more to come. So uh, I'll be doing a bigger story on uh, his experience tonight. I don't know when it'll air. Check, check WDT.com. That's where everything yes, is. Anyway. That's right. We're not in charge of those things. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> if you're interested in, in watching and keeping up with uh, with Brian Rosenthal, uh, number 336, mm-hmm. contestant number 336 uh, in the Netflix reality show game. Make sure you're watching the right one. This one's in English. <laughs> yes. The other one is in Korean. And, and he came back home languages. to his family. And making yes. it back home to his family. Win yes. or lose. Yes. Different outcome on this series. <laughs> uh, and finally today, uh, how about some off-season Reds news? It's been a pretty quiet off-season for this the Reds. This big. Yeah, they've made a couple of a uh, couple of signings to bolster the bullpen and the rotation. Uh, but last night, the Major League Baseball draft lottery was held, the second lottery ever, and the Reds got the number two pick, which is kind of a proof of concept that the system is working. The Reds com- competitive last year, of course, going 82 and 80, surprising a lot of people. And for that effort, they will get the number two pick. Pretty cool there. Uh, the number one pick also staying in Ohio, the Cleveland Guardians getting that. Uh, and Here's a here's a way to see how cool the system is under the old system where it was much like in the NFL where it's reverse standings of the non-playoff teams. The Reds would be middle of the pack, the 15th or the 16th pick, but a couple balls bounced their way correctly in the lottery. They get number two, uh, and this, they've never picked first before, so number two ties the highest that they've ever picked. The last time they had the number two selection was back when they had it in back-to-back years in 2016 and 17 when they drafted Nick Senzel and Hunter Green, respectively, in those drafts. Just goes to show you the type of, A, the type of talent you can get at number two, but B, how long it takes baseball players to, to make up. it to yeah. the majors. It's crazy. We're seeing that slow down a little bit with how competitive college baseball is getting and how well, ready. It, even Randy, she went through all the picks over the past couple of years. They've and done well. Yeah. <clears throat> they're all playing for the Reds now yeah. in a very short well. amount of time. It's yeah. not a four or five year window yeah. anymore. It's like, you can do it. All right, get up there and, and start performing. Big impact players. So. Yeah. It's, and it, again, goes back to especially if they are a college major, you know, SEC or Pac 12 program, Big 12 program. Uh, they're, it's getting far more competitive and far closer to Major League Baseball than it was five, six years ago. Love that for us. Yes. Just some names to file away. You could tell I'm getting excited for the yeah, college I, baseball season. I can't tell at all. Uh, but I also, he's a college big college baseball. baseball. Is like my favorite. <laughs> uh, just a couple names to file away uh, for the Reds as they have the number two pick. Infielder J.J. Weatherholt, first baseman Nick. Kurtz, pitcher Chase Burns, who was a former teammate of last year's Reds first-round pick, Rhett Lauder, at Wake Forest. And my favorite option, as of now, for the Reds at number two, two-way player from Florida, Jack Caglione. American Shohei Otani, so to speak. An American Shohei Otani. Well, he that's, pitches and hits at an elite level and is American. So That's that's a high comparison. Yes, it is. It's a fun last name, too. I yeah. can see that on the jersey. 
Hey, Reds. Would look really good in the City Connect, that's all I'm saying. Oh, all right. Okay, there we go. This is 5 on 5 and 5. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a good one.